Amen. If you have your Bibles, um, we're going to look again at Psalms 103, but I'm going to continue a series called The God with Benefits. The God with Benefits. I like, I like a God with Benefits. I like... I like people that, that have resources. You know, if someone asks, do you want money, do you want resources? Always pick resources because resources can get things happen. I like, I like to be around those people, be associated. I may not, uh, not that I want anything from them, but if I, if I need something, I know who to call. Amen? And so it's always good to know where the benefits. Uh, you got those friends that have things that you can benefit from. But we, we serve a God that has benefits. Amen? Amen. God has benefit, big benefits. And so I want to share with you on the topic today um, that God has a benefit called peace. How many of you know that today's world is chaotic? That there's so many, so many pills given for depression and anxiety and all of those things that go into that basket. But there, but the Bible tells us that God is a God of benefits, and peace is one of the benefits. That God has. How many of you know we need peace today? If four people live in a Christian life, the rest of you ain't even living. Y'all don't even, y'all don't need peace. You just, look, if, if I get up in the morning, I need peace. Because I'm going to face something. I might not, it, before my feet hit the floor, but just give me a few steps. I'm going to need some peace. There's something going to need uh, that I'm going to deal with that I need the peace of God to help me navigate through the rest of the day. Amen. Well, we're going to learn today. Amen. God with benefits, peace. The, the, the Greek word peace simply means this of the Christian faith. It means the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. Are you, do you have peace in that area? Do you know you're going to heaven? If you know you go to heaven, that, you have peace that you're going to go here. You're in complete peace that when I leave here, last breath here, first breath there. You have peace about that. That is one of the, benefit, one of the definitions of, of peace. Here's another. <clears throat> in, in so doing that we have this peace in Christ, that we fear nothing from God and content with its earthly lot. And we are content with its earthly lot of whatsoever sort that is. So whatever comes down the pipe, Peace says you can be content with that as long as you're in Christ. That's important. That things are going to happen to us. I have things happen to me daily. Some things are small. If I don't deal with them, nah, it's not a big deal. Some things are big and you've got to deal with them. Amen? And so, but if we have the peace of God, if we serve the God with benefits, guess what? We have peace to know that whatever we deal with, we're going to be able to go through that. Paul said, I have found in my life to be content with whether I'm full or empty. Amen. Whether I'm rich or poor, to be content wherever you are. And you know what he had? He had the peace of God in his heart. And I think the world needs more of the peace of God. When you're doing life, when you're raising kids, when you're trying to uh, satisfy uh, a spouse, a boss, kids, satisfy the, the obligations financially, we need peace to come into our lives and say, it's going to be okay. Amen? I remember when I went through a time in my life, early in, in life, uh, several years ago, 25 years ago, uh, golly, that's longer than you guys have been alive. Oh, and by the way, you guys are going to Arkansas Tech, is that right? Amen. You think you're going to go up there and play, aren't you? Well, guess what? I got folks that live there. I'm going to be watching you guys. 
Don't worry about it, Mom. I got them. I got these guys right here. I got them. All right? No. My parents do live there. Amen. And got good friends there that are in uh, Chi Alpha. So you're going to be uh, well taken care of, I'll bet you. Amen. So excited for you guys. Uh, that just went right off there, but that's okay. Um, <clears throat> but peace. And so I went through this thing uh, several years ago, 25 years ago in my life that I needed peace, and I looked, and, and, and you know, sometimes when you're a Christian, you get off in stuff, and you just get buried in it, and you can't find peace. You're just, you, you know that he's the God of peace. You believe that he's the God of peace, but you can't walk in peace. Everybody, anybody ever been there? You, you, you're a Christian. You just can't walk in it. You just, but we should, but you're just hung up. Uh, you know, you can't see the forest for the trees, and I remember, uh, one of the things that I w- would love to do at that time in my life is I wanted to go back and I would go spend a day or two at my mother and father's house. It's like when you walked in mom and dad's house, there was just peace. I mean, it was like, I don't know, it was almost like a special place. You walked in and something told me, Pam, everything's going to be all right. Because I saw my mother and father walk in peace all their life. And when I walked in, I could just sense the peace. It's going to be okay. And it seems like when I'd get in my vehicle to leave a couple of days later, that chaos and confusion and turmoil and stuff would just fill my mind again. Made me want to stay. I want to go back to mama's. <laughs> of course, I got fed good there too. That's huh? always a benefit, amen. But I wanted to go back. But what I had to learn in that walk is. It's not just at a place, it's within me. It's within you. Peace can be wherever you are because Christ is in you. And if he's in you, he's the God of peace. Amen? So peace is very important. Psalms 103 verse 1 says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. This is key to receiving some of the benefits that God has for you. If you read Scripture, slow down, let it digest, chew on it a little bit, think about what it's saying. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. He starts out saying, hey, everything that you are to be blessing the Lord. It's key. Bless the Lord, O my soul, mind, will, and emotions. Bless the Lord, all that is within me, everything within me ought to be blessing the Lord first and foremost, okay? You say, well, Pastor, you ain't been where I, uh, you're not where I'm at. Well, you're right. You ain't where I'm at. But that doesn't matter. The Bible doesn't give us uh, stipulations. There's no excuse. He said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, bless the Lord with all that is within me. He didn't say, if you're having a good day. If things are going good, if you got a fat bank account, if you're driving a new car or you got a big house, bless the Lord because I gave it to you. No, he says, bless the Lord. All. With everything that's with me, bless the Lord. So it's key to receiving from the benefits of God. It says, bless, uh, verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul. He's wanting you to get, you're supposed to bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. Do you know when you start blessing the Lord, you start remembering what he's done for you? Even though you may be in a pit at the moment, when you start blessing the Lord, guess that thing will come rise up in you and say, oh, he's good to me. If all else fails, I'm going to be with him. Glory to God. Y'all know the alternative, right? It's called hell. Another message. Verse 3. And forget not all, uh, verse 2 says, forget not all his benefits. And then it lists his benefits. He who forgives our iniquities, he who heals our diseases, 
He who redeems your life from destruction. That's key to what I'm going to talk about. Who, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed like eagles. The word destruction, one of the definitions in the Greek means depression of the mind. He delivers you. He's a God with benefits that says, I will deliver you. I will, as the scripture says, that I will redeem you. I will pull you out of that thing that causes depression in your mind. Call life, a situation, a sickness, financial obligation that you can't, you can't handle, a relationship, something that you can't. He says, I'll redeem you. I'm a God with benefits, and one of my benefits, I can redeem you from that destruction, that thing that gets you down, because I'm a God of peace. Now, this is a God that you serve. If you're a Christian, you serve this God, Amen. The same faith that it takes to heal is the same faith that it takes to walk in peace. And it's the same faith that, that, uh, that you can be saved by is the same faith that you can walk in peace by. It's the same faith. Isaiah 53, 5 says it this way. Y'all don't have this back there, so just hang tight. We all know it. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes were healed. He lumps the peace that you need right in there with salvation and healing and everything. The chastisement means that he took, a, 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 um, he took torture so that you could have peace. He took confusion upon him so that you could walk in peace. That's what chastisement means, to correct. He took all of the things that you would go through in life that he knew would cause you confusion, and he said, I'll take that so that they can have peace. Well, praise the Lord. I mean, wouldn't you like to have a daddy like that? Well, if you're a blood-bought born again, you got one just like that. He says, look, I'll take all of this. I'll endure God's wrath that my, my sons and daughters can walk in peace. Woo! Some of you should have shouted more because some of you have been fighting things. You say, well, I wish I had somebody to help me walk through this. Well, your father up in heaven says, I've already taken it. All you got to walk in it. Glory to God. I got more excited about this than you are when I studied the message. This is just awesome. So as a Christian, we should walk in peace. Do you believe that? If you're to be saved, that same faith. If you can be healed, same faith. Peace, same faith. We got to know that God has already endured things so that I can walk in peace. You should not walk in confusion. You should not be troubled in your spirit. Okay, there's going to be those times that come. I'm not, I'm not talking about, ooh, just, oh my goodness, what is this? And then you get in God's Word, you understand the benefits that God has, and then you start walking in that. And you, you shouldn't hang out in depression as a Christian. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm saying you shouldn't hang out there. You shouldn't live your life there. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. I should have peace if I'm in Him. That's what the scripture says. I know you don't hear this too, because we like to use Isaiah 53 for two things, salvation and healing, more healing than anything. But he healed your mind. He didn't just heal part of your body. He didn't give you uh, 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 a way to walk through life and still have a crazy mind. Matthew chapter 4 says he healed all manner of sickness. That means everything. Watch this. As a Christian, we should walk in peace. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Galatians 5, 22. 
But the fruit of the Spirit, capital S, from the Holy Spirit, the gift, when Jesus left, he, uh, he sent the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, Everybody say peace real loud. Peace. Peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Against such there is no law. Shouldn't be a problem for you to walk in these. Should be something we do. We should walk in these. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Okay? Let me read on. It says, and those who are, are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Can I tell you that a lot of your a lot of your anxiety, a lot of your confusion, a lot of your uneasiness and turmoil is because you decided you wanted to do something in the flesh, in the lifely, in the, in the fleshly realm. You wanted to go do something and then ask God to bless it later. And God says, that ain't the way I work. You follow my, my law, my word, and that's the way you get blessed. And then we're confused and we're turmoil and the devil says, well, the Lord loved you. This would never happen to you. He'd be, you'd be walking through this thing perfect. You'd have good peace. We believe that stuff. Well, that's right. I'm a child of God. No, you need to pray about things in advance before you go do. Why the church is so messed up? We go do thinking, oh, we're supposed to go do, and then the Lord bless. No. You get, you get and you hear from God. And whatever he tells you you go do, then that's already blessed. You ain't got to pray for the blessing on it. Because it's already blessed. If God wants you to do it and it's his will, you're going to be blessed. Well, praise the Lord. Some of you are going to get this. It says, watch this. If we live in the Spirit, verse 20, uh, 25, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Why would he say that? Watch this. If we live in the Spirit... In other words, if my spirit is born again, come on, my spirit is born again. That's where I'm living. That's life. Then he says, walk in the spirit. What is walking? That's in the flesh. Walk in the spirit. So if I, if I say I'm going to live in the spirit, if I'm going to be a Christian, then I ought to walk by what his word says. My flesh should reflect what his spirit, what the word of God says I'm supposed to reflect. What are you supposed to reflect? We just read it. Fruit of the Spirit, we're just going to name the one, peace. You should have joy and you should have peace. You should have gentleness and kindness. You should have if you're walking in the Spirit. How are you to be known? The Bible says you'll be known by your fruit. It'd be real difficult as a sinner, as a heathen, or whatever you want to call them, an unsaved, it'd be real difficult if someone come to me as a Christian and just told me all of the bad stuff and, oh, I'm just going through this and I've just got depression and I've got this and nothing ever works my way and, and, and just going down here, I'm so confused and I don't know what to do. And if I'm a person that wants to know about Christ and I hear you, I'm thinking, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go where they're going. But that's what happens so many times in the church. We don't live by the Spirit. We don't walk by the Spirit. We don't show uh, uh, gentleness and meekness and kindness and joy and peace. We don't walk in peace. But we should. People should see that we walk in peace. If you're going to be known by your fruit, they should see fruit of, the fruit of peace. 
Anybody, am I okay? Are, are, you, are you tracking with me? Because some of you looking like, I don't even know what's going on here. I don't, is he talking from, is he just making this stuff up? Is this in the Bible? Absolutely it's in the Bible. I'm so, I'm so ignorant than anything else. I don't know what else to preach. It's just it. We should walk in peace. I'm a pretty peaceful guy. I'm not talking about forest fighting. I'm talking about in peace. I, I walk in peace a lot. Most of the time. Sometimes I get out there and get a little on the left. That's that crazy side of me, Ralph. That's the old flesh. Spirit safe. Flesh crazy as shot rabbit. Did you know that peace is a gift? How many of you like gifts? Glory to God. I like large gifts. Large gifts, you know, like green things about this long with, you know, those stretch tins. Come on. I like gifts. Amen. But not a person. There's no one that doesn't like a gift. Oh, I don't want that gift. Oh, come on. Everybody likes a gift. I like a gift. You like one. That's why we celebrate birthdays and just sometimes you just, I just want to give you something. Gifts. We like gifts. Do you know that peace is a gift from God? Well, wouldn't you want everything? Don't you think that if God's going to give you a gift, it'd be a good one? Now, some of you, some of you uh, graduating seniors here, I don't know how it is with y'all, but probably this is the way. You're probably, you might say, man, I hope so-and-so gives me a gift because they give good gifts. <laughs> Come on. I mean, if you was to look at somebody and say, now, you want a gift from a billionaire or you want a gift from somebody that's broke? I'm just kind of guessing, you know, just in the flesh, <laughs> I'm going to want one from the billionaire. Probably going to be a little better gift, wouldn't you think? Might even be a car. I just want you to know I don't know a billionaire one, <clears throat> okay? If you're thinking that's me, I just want to clarify that up front. Don't want y'all walk in the flesh, get, you, get all depressed. <laughs> but if God is the God of the universe and he wants to give you a gift, don't you think it would be a good one? Wouldn't you want the gift from God? Well, sure you would. So if peace is from God, I think I'll just take that. I'll cash in on it. Sign me up. All right, watch this. In John chapter 14, verse 25. John 14, verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. Now, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. Now, he's saying, what I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you this because I'm here, so pay attention. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, he says, when I go, Holy Spirit's coming, and those things that I've said to you, see, they didn't have necessarily like we got the written Bible. They didn't have all these good things down like we, we got. He says, so when he goes, these important things I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will help you remember these things so you can walk in them. Okay? So watch this. <clears throat> Ver, uh, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. What did we just learn? He's going away. The helper's coming. He tells the disciples. And look, you're going to need to remember this one. You're fixing to go through H-E-L-L. Matter of fact, most of you are going to die for me. You're going to need to know how to walk in this. And what he said, first thing he tells, hey, when I, I'm going to leave you peace. I think it's important if he puts it at the top of the list. I'm finna to go. When I go, the helper's coming, but I'm going to leave peace with you. 
But in case you forget, the Holy Spirit's going to remind you what I just told you, that you're going to need peace, and I'm leaving it with you. It's with you. I'm not taking it with me. I'm leaving it with you. You know, God doesn't need peace. Come on. Jesus does not need peace. He's got it. How many of you know that if it's a gift, if I don't possess it, I can't give it to you? I must possess before I can give. He says, I got peace. I'm going to give it to you. So I'm going to leave, but peace I leave with you. My peace. Uh-oh. He took ownership of it. Hey, just not, just not words, but my peace. I'm giving my peace to you. <laughs> Woo! The peace that God, that Jesus Christ walked in while he's on earth, facing the same things. He was, he was tempted just like me and you. That same peace, he says, I'm leaving it with you. You're going to need it more than I. I'm going to need it because where I'm going, I ain't going to need it. I mean, you need to step off in this. My peace I give you, not as the world gives you, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He got a gift called peace, and then he says, hey, don't let your heart be troubled, don't let it be afraid. Walk in peace. This is important. As a Christian, you need to learn how to walk in peace. We're going to, I'm going to show you how to do that in just a minute. But I want you to understand that if you're going to get a gift, you've got to know the one's given the gift. It's really theirs. I used to be bad about saving money. And at the end of the year, I'd go buy things from people I know were going to be broke. Is that wrong? I'd just bless them. You're stupid and ignorant not to manage your money through the rest of the year. And I was managing mine. I get a blessing. Some of y'all look at me like, I ain't never done that. But you need to walk in peace. Most of the time it was tools. I don't know where they came from. I just know there's for sale. But one of the questions I was I would start meeting people because people are crazy. People are crazy. I mean, let me meet you at Lowe's. Lights, parking lot, I don't want to shoot. Nobody didn't want to be shot. You know, they didn't want to be dead. I don't want to be dead. Okay, real simple. But one of the questions I would ask them because I'm at Lowe's, you know, and this is set up. I want to ask them, Bobby, are these yours? I just needed the answer, uh-huh, yes. I would give them cash. They would give me tools or whatever. Get it? I wanted to make sure it was theirs. I wanted it to be on record. You know, it's like you be talking all of a sudden. Hey, is this yours? In case somebody had a recording system around. You want to make sure. This your- yes. Say it again. What? Peace is the same way. When God wants to give you, you want, is it yours? He says, it's mine. You're getting something you don't have to pay for. It's a free gift given to you at the cross. Come on. If we can receive salvation, how come we can't receive peace? It's his to give. He said, my peace, I give it to you. Now you walk in it. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. Walk in peace. My peace. All right, watch this. I got to hurry. Verse 28. You have heard me say to you, you have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said I'm going to my father, for my father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. 
He's telling them, I'm fixing to go. I'm going to leave you my peace. It's almost like I I want you to get this. I need to reiterate that I'm fixing to leave and I'm going to go be about the Father's business. But when I leave, I'm telling you these things in advance. So when you see me leave, you're going to believe that what I told you is going to come to pass. What did he tell them? My peace I leave with you. So I'm fitting to go. So I want you to get this. Fellow, I'm fitting to leave. But when I leave, I'm going to give you peace. So when you see it, you won't be wondering what happened. When he left, the disciples said, hmm, what's next? They went fishing. <laughs> Come on. No. They should say, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to walk in peace because he just gave his peace. He's, he's gone. I saw that happen. So if I saw it happen, guess what? It must be true. Because he told me before this happened, I'm going to tell you. Some of y'all ain't never been in no fight. I'm not, wasn't really a fighter, Malik. But I got in a fight one time, and the boy told me what he's going to do to me. And when he got done doing exactly what he said he's going to do to me, I believed him. <laughs> I believed him so much, the next time we walked down the hallway, I got on the other side. <laughs> Glory to God. I might be, might not be the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I ain't the dullest either. Boy, I pick up real quick. But I believe it because he, he did what he said he was going to do. We ought to believe Christ the same way. He said what he's going to do. We ought to believe and walk in it, right? This stuff's just too simple. Okay, watch this. So how do we walk in peace? That's really what we want to know. Y'all really don't care about all that other stuff. You just want to walk in peace, right? Yeah, well, here's the deal. It's a little. If you're not reading God's word, see, Jesus told the disciples what was going to happen. He said, now you're going to need to remember these. And the Holy Spirit's going to bring you back to remember all these things I've said. But you, you've got to read God's Word. And if you're not reading God's Word, He's not bringing back to remembrance something that you don't know. Something that you hadn't read. What's there to bring back? Not, not, not. Uh, in other words, zero plus zero is still zero. If there's nothing there to bring back from remembrance, to pull from, there ain't nothing there. Just pull from an empty basket. So you got to get in God's Word to know that He gave you peace so that when you're going through times, the Holy Spirit will quicken your spirit and say, Hey, I gave you peace. I gave it to you. It was written. You remember you read it over there in John. Remember when Jesus was going away, He said, I'm going to leave you peace? Oh, yeah. Now it's making sense. Yes. Lord, I want to walk in peace. So how do we walk in this peace? Philippians 4.4. 4. Now, this is going to take some of you by surprise. Some of you are going to have to change what you're doing. Some of you are going to have to react a little different. Man, this is good stuff in, uh, uh, in Philippians 4.4. 4. Let's all read it together because it's so good. Rejoice. Some of you are depressed. You can't even read it from the screen. Come on now. Glory to God. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I will say rejoice. I'm just kind of guessing that he's wanting us, Jesus, wanting you to rejoice. You know what rejoice means? To be excited. Be happy. I'm rejoicing, Lord. I tell you, it's just my personality. I'm rejoicing with you. In my spirit, Lord, I'm rejoicing with you. 
Well, please don't go out there and tell everybody that you rejoiced at LVA this morning going, I rejoiced in the Lord this morning. Tell them you went somewhere else. Rejoice in the Lord. Woo! And then he says, again, I say rejoice in the Lord. Be excited in the Lord like you didn't get it the first time. I'm going to tell you again, and then watch this. Verse 5, this is how to walk in peace. First thing you got to do is got to rejoice. Well, preacher, I've just been so depressed, I can't. I just, I'm just so down, you just don't I get what you're saying. I understand where you're at. But the Bible says rejoice, and again I say rejoice. In other words, you got to muster something in. I can, I can jump and dance and laugh all day long for you. Come on but I can't do it for you. That makes sense? I, I, I can be happy, but you, the Bible says you rejoice. Lord, I don't, I don't even know where to start, Lord. My life is, is, is a mess. Lord, I mean, it is just total chaos, but Lord, I know you can bring it, and I rejoice in the fact that you can bring it there. You can bring it back together. You can take all these broken pieces of, of my life and make it beautiful. Lord, I rejoice in that. Start somewhere. Start in rejoicing. Verse 5 says, Let your gentleness be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. You can be gentle. You can be gentle. Watch this. It's not really what I want to talk about, but verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. That is the hardest thing to do. Bobby Miller's definition is of this phrase, it's hard to do nothing. Now, some of you, some of you may say, well, ain't no problem for me. <laughs> Give me a glass of sweet tea and I'll pop down on that TV, uh, on that couch and watch TV. <laughs> You're still doing something. You're still doing something. But the hardest thing is to do nothing. You know what nothing is? When everybody leaves here after a while, we'll cut off the light and you just sit right here. Don't do nothing. Do nothing. Be anxious for Nothing. Don't let the world, don't let things in your life get you all worked up. You know, most stuff you get worked up never comes to pass. You get worked up over, never comes to pass. You ever thought about that? I mean, you get so worked up, oh, what about this, what about this? And enemies got in your head, what if, the what if, what if? What if God does this to you? What if God heals you? What if God walks, gives you peace, which he's already done? Well, what if God performs? What if God steps on the scene? We're always worried about what if the devil does. Well, you keep speaking that, guess what? That's probably what's going to show up at your house. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. I, I, you know, my mom and dad, they was depressed. My great-grandpa, he was depressed. This is, I'm just depressed. It's going, I'm going to be depressed. I'm not. I may have to work a little harder than somebody else not to be, but I'm not going to be depressed. Amen? Or whatever it might be. You can put it fill in the blank. Well, Pastor, you don't know the genetics of people in the DNA. I don't have to. I know what this Bible says. And the Bible says if he sets you free, you're free indeed. I don't care what's been in your past or what you may think coming in the future. I'm telling you, this Word of God, if you, if you study it and you live by it and you walk by it in the Spirit, if you do that, this Word of God is not a lie. It's truth, and it'll set you free from whatever you've been dealing with. Amen? <clears throat> It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, 
With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. But in everything, how much stuff should you pray about? Everything by prayer and supplication. Prayer means your, your dialogue with God, your, your, your communication with God. What is, what is supplication? I'm to pray and I'm to have supplication? What, is that, what does that look like? Do anybody want to stab at that? What does prayer look like? Do anybody know what prayer is? You want to take a stab at prayer? It's when you talk to God. What is supplication? What does that look like? What, am I, what does that mean, that supplication? Supplication means that I go to the Lord with a humble spirit. And I say, Lord, you know where I'm at. I've already prayed about it, but you know where I'm at, Lord. And I'm bringing my petition to you, and I'm giving it to you. See, prayer is telling God about your problem. <laughs> Come on, that's what we do. That's not the definition of prayer, but I'm saying in this, is, that's what we, we want to tell God about our problem. But supplication says, God, you already know what here it is. I'm giving it to you. By prayer and supplication, make my request known to God. Here's my problem, Lord. I'm confused about this. I'm in, I'm in turmoil right now. Here's, here it is, Lord. It says, make them known to God. Verse 7. It says, if you do those things, what does verse 7 say? And the peace of God. And the peace of God. And the peace of God, that same peace that he left with the disciples, that peace of God which surpasses all understanding. You'll be going through the fire. You'll be in the middle of chaos. And look, your intellect can't even comprehend how come you're walking in peace. He says it'll surpass all understanding and it will guard your what? Your heart. Why does it say heart and mind? Heart and mind, here, watch this. Heart means the center, in this, in this definition, means the center of all physical and spiritual life in this application. That's your heart. So notice you're going to guard that. How many of you know it's hard to leave God? I mean, it's hard. You'll run from God when God don't perform what you want him to do. I see more people leave the church because God didn't do what they thought he ought to do. And then they're out, they're heathen, they're drunkards, they're, 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 they're whoring around, they're gambling corrals and all that stuff because God didn't do what they thought he ought to do. That's why he says guard your hearts. Come on. And your mind. Do you know the devil, if you're a Christian, the devil, the devil can't get to your heart, but he can sure get to your mind. What does he work on that mind? Well, you know, they don't really like you at that church anyway. You're already going through all kinds of turmoil and confusion. They don't even like you. Preacher didn't talk to you. <laughs> I got a lot of issues in my life. Me not talking to you is not really one of them. I got that gift. I like to talk. But the enemy will come and whisper things in your ear that are not true and in the middle of your already your chaos and I don't know if I should go to the church I don't know if I should go I'm just going to stay home nobody likes me I don't want to do I can't worship I'm just not getting anything out of it there ain't nothing at the church no way I mean do you know that when you make statements like that that you're blaspheming God that you know you're telling God he's not really who he says he is because God is everywhere at the same time and when you come here and you don't feel nothing so what the Bible doesn't say you're supposed to feel anything. 
Woo! I just ain't going to go because, you know, the worship team was just off of it. I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel like getting up and coming to preach to you this morning, but I got up. I was tired. Well, that's honesty, isn't it? My point is, when you walk in Christ and you live in the Spirit and you walk by the Spirit, there's so many times you do things that you don't feel like doing. It's not a feeling. It's a belief that what God's Word says you can do, walk in peace. You can walk in it. It's a fruit of the Spirit. If it's a fruit of the Spirit, I ought to be producing it. And if I'm producing all these other things, these negative things, current confusion, turmoil, chaos in my life, that is not a per- per- product of a Christian life. It can't be. If the fruit of the Spirit is peace, then these other things can't be. You can't have it your way. This isn't Burger King. He's just the king. And what he says, it goes. You can't do both. You can't have all this and then, well, I want to do this too. Ah, Lord Jesus, I hope you're getting this in your spirit. He will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ. So how are we going to do this? You got to you you get in God's word. I, I can't emphasize enough to tell you that it, you, you got to get in God's Word so you can walk in God's Word, so you can apply God's Word so that you, you'll know how to walk in peace. This is a God with benefits. If I told everyone, if, if you went out today and I said, here's one of the benefits I've got with the deacon board, and one of the benefits is if you show up five Sundays in a row, we're giving you $1,000. Praise God. This house be packed for five weeks. <laughs> Wouldn't be an empty seat. Y'all be fighting. We'd have to have people, when we open up, y'all open that door and run now because they're going to run you over. <laughs> You'd unlock that door and you had to get out of the way because they come and they want to be on the front in case I'm passing out today. Because you say, well, that church over there, they got benefits. You go for five weeks, they give you $1,000. That ain't happening. I'm <laughs> just going to dish. Your hope just got deferred. Okay, that ain't happening. (laughs) So that would be a benefit. Well, why would we not want a benefit that God's going to give us? Amen. All right, watch this. In Colossians 3.12, and I'm going to hurry and close. Oh, Lord, it's a, I'm going to, Jesus, help me, Lord. I'm going to hurry. Colossians 3.12, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Kind of looks like the the spirit of the spirit, doesn't it? Okay, I'm going to move fast, so stay with me. 13, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, what? You also must do. Verse 14, but above all these things, now he lists these things that you ought to be doing, but above all these things, watch this, put on love. Put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Uh Uh-oh. Put on love. You got to walk in love. Not every day do I get up, do I want to walk in love? Now, I know I'm the only one in the house like that. I'm just saying me. But he says above doing all, above being meek, kind, long-suffering, bearing one another, forgiving. He says above all that, put on love. You know, that's the second commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Number one. Number two, love your neighbors yourself. If we just loved our neighbor half as much as we love ourselves, man, we'd change the world. 
Okay, watch. <clears throat> i got to hurry. Above all these, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Who are you being bonded to? Well, it's not somebody else. You want to walk in peace? You ought to be connected to that one. You ought to be bonded to him. How are you going to get bonded? I've got to walk in love. Even when you don't want to. Even with those people you got to love over yonder. Let me hurry. Verse 15. This is my key verse and I'll close in a couple minutes. Verse 15. And let the peace of God. What kind of peace? What are we letting? We're letting something do something. We're letting the peace of God rule in your what? We talked about that a while ago. To which also you are called in one body and be thankful. Watch this. And let. That word let means surrender. And let. Uh, uh, you got to surrender. And let the peace of God. That word rule means to dominate with force. Do you know that if you don't let God's peace rule in, it, in your life, it won't? See, here's the problem with the church of today. We want God to come in and zap us. We want God to come in, take it away from us, and I'm free and set it. And it didn't cost me anything. I just, whoo, thank God I'm out of that. It's not the way this thing works. Do you know you're, you're actually a part of your life? Some of you are getting revelation. I hear it going right across. You're getting, what? You know, there's a principle, Galatians 6, 7 says this. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, so shall he reap. You know what he's saying? He said, you do do stupid stuff. And you get yourself where you're in the middle of chaos and confusion and turmoil and stuff and all that. Guess what? You still got to reap some of that. Don't, don't think, don't, don't try to mock God and say, that ain't going to, no. He's a loving, gracious God. He is. Whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. Some of you need to start praying for a dead crop. I've had to do that in my life. Lord, I sowed some things here. Lord, don't let them come to fruition. They need to die. Church, I want you to know something. God wants you to walk in peace. He's a God of benefits. He wants you to walk in it. But you've got to let him. You've got to surrender and say, Lord, here I am. And then watch this. You've got to want him to rule, to dominate in your life. You want peace when you go through turmoil, but you don't, want, you don't want God to rule in your life. You only want God when you want him. You only want God when it's convenient, when things are going good. Well, I don't even need God. I must be doing good. I'm in peace. Just hang tight. Buckle up, buttercup. It's coming. Paul said there'll be times and troubles. There'll be troubles. There'll be trials and persecutions, Right? Hope you're getting this. Let me close. When you leave here today, I want you to walk in peace. I, I want you to be able to say, I want to know how to, I want to be able to navigate. Look, it, it may, it's one step at a time. But you've got to get in God's Word. And you've got to let God's Word rule in your heart. You've got to surrender in your mind. You have got to get in God's Word. How, how do we know how to function if we're not reading the manual? I 
I have, a, I have a tractor that I've owned for six, five, six, seven years. The other day, I had to get out the manual because I was trying to do something that I didn't know how to do. It's got this screen, and I'm, uh, what's the word? I'm challenged when it comes to computers, okay? And it got this screen can do more than, than my mind can comprehend it. And I, all I wanted to do was look up a few things on there on some acres. That's all I want. Just a simple request. Anybody ever made a simple request to God? Lord, I just need this. And I'm pushing the button that what I thought in my mind said area. That ought to tell me how much I've done, how many acres I've went over, right? Simple. Push a button. That ain't what comes up. There's, you got to keep... I said, what in the world? So I get the manual out of the screw. So simple. You know, I was two seconds, two seconds away from where I needed to be. 1,001, 1,002. I was that close. I spent 15 minutes, and you're talking about needing to walk in peace when I got done. I need to walk in peace. I was, <laughs> I was two seconds. You know what the manual said? Push and hold for two seconds and it'll clear everything. You know, some of you are two seconds. One verse, one scripture, one prayer. Come on, away from God. God said, I cannot, oh, you're almost there. You're just right there. Oh, don't give up yet. Oh, it ain't worth it. You're one Bible verse. You're one phone call. Your one moment of surrender. Say, God, I'm so confused. My life is just hell on earth. And Lord, I know I have done things in my life to cause some of this, but Lord, I need your peace. You're that close. If you'll surrender and let God rule in your heart, two seconds. And I'm telling you, your eyes will be open and you can begin to walk in peace. Amen. Will you stand with me across this building? How many of you need the peace of God in your life? Amen.